presence of those who have come for their baby dedication, um, the Iwezwe family, uh, and um, you're welcome to church. It's nice to see you. And um, as Sister Bright from England, I didn't know when you have landed, uh, so it's good. When people travel out, they try to let us know that they have come from abroad. All right. When she was in Nigeria here, in Agege, yeah, she doesn't use glasses, but she has traveled and come down. The, the face is now dark. With the, Adequa abroad is good. It's wonderful. <laughs> Amen. Okay, Luke chapter 17, verse 11. Let's go into the word of God. Father, we thank you because this time is blessed. As Jesus continued on, I'm sharing on the subject of five steps to your miracle. Five steps to your miracle. As Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria, verse 12. As he entered into a, into a village there, then met him ten men with leprosy. They stood at a distance, verse 13, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Verse 14, he looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Verse 15, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Verse 17, Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Verse 18. Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. King James said, Your faith has made you whole. One of the things I want us to know is that there comes a time in the life of every man that we will all need a miracle. We will all need a miracle. There are seasons in our life, as long as we are in this life, that you will need a miracle. These 10 men were no more men because hardly is any child born as a leper. Leprosy was a disease or is a disease that comes after birth. In fact, in, in Levitical chapter 13, verse 27, even Almighty God called leprosy a plague. He called it a plague. It was, it was a dreaded disease caused by a bacteria. This disease, when it comes upon a man, shuts down every aspect of the man. It's like the end of the man has come. In fact, one of the things that happened is that when a man contacts or develops leprosy, one of the things that happens to the man is that he's separated from his family. No more access to his children. He cannot interact with his children anymore. No more access to his wife or no more access to her husband. In fact, it's so bad that the man also cannot earn a living anymore. This man have to, has lost the right to earn a living because no employer will employ him. So they have a special place they separate them into. In fact, and oftentimes, as it, because leprosy is a degenerative disease, you will see that their limbs begin to go. 
the nails begins to fall out. Just like you can see in the picture right there. You will see that the thing begins to eat up their fingernails and eat up their nails and everything. Everything is lost. So they cannot, they cannot interact with any human being anymore. It's so bad that for whatever reason, if lepers have to go, maybe there is a special location lepers have to live together. They live together in group. And as they are coming, they all have to begin to sing one chorus. Unclean, unclean, unclean. The unclean are coming. The unclean are coming. If they don't sing that song, they can be killed. Because they have to start singing that song just like a train has to start owning so that you will know that something unstoppable is coming. So when people begin to hear unclean, they carry their children aside, they carry their wife aside, people pack their business, the, the road they have to pass, everybody, that road has to be deserted because you don't want it to jump on you. So they, are, or they were stigmatized by society. So you can imagine a lawyer Someone who used to earn a living by, from, by going to court and who was a successful lawyer, maybe he's a senior advocate of Nigeria. Now, all of a sudden, because of leprosy, can no longer go to court, can no longer have access to the children, can no longer have access to the wife. In fact, the family member will all have to leave, just like we had it during COVID-19, that no, they have to be isolated. That was the case here. But you see, for so many, that was their hand. But these men believed that God can change their story. Believed in the turnaround God. I also say to you this month of June, like, and this second half of the year, you may be in a situation that appears hopeless. You may be in a situation that appears that nothing can be done. God will give you a miracle. In this second half of the year, the doctors may not be able to do anything about it. Maybe you have, your effort has failed. Your strength has failed. You've done all that humanly you could do. I am saying to you, in the name of the resurrection and the life, Jesus Christ, in this second half of the year, God will give you a miracle. My God will give you the miracle you deserve. So let's take some excerpt from this man or lessons from this man. How do we get a miracle? What are the steps to a miracle? I said there are five steps that they took to get a miracle. You know, like I shared in first service, mathematics is an interesting subject because it, it answers to principle. One plus one in Nigeria will not change in China. One plus one in Nigeria will give the same result in China. The language may change, but the result will remain the same. One plus one in Nigeria will be the same in India, will be the same in England, will be the same in Germany. The language may change, but the principle remains the same. So the thing about a miracle is that the principle that governs a miracle does not respect language or tribe. They are the same. So I say to you as we follow this principle, that miracle will show forth in your life, in this second half of the year, in this month of July, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, somebody. The first step that they took is that they believed in miracle. So the first step to a miracle is that you must believe in miracle. You must believe in miracle. You see, a miracle is that which defiles science, laws of nature, and logic. We say anything is supernatural because it is beyond the natural. So when we call something a miracle, what we are saying is that it is beyond the logical explanation of men. It is beyond the logical explanation of science. 
It, 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 it is a deviation from the norm. It's a deviation from nature. So nature cannot explain it. So the word super is an adjective that quantifies the now of a miracle. It simply says that, you see, when we look at it, this person is superhuman. In other words, all that it, the result is getting is beyond the natural man. So when we say something is a miracle, it's beyond logic. It's beyond, it defiles nature. It defiles natural explanation. And I said to you, that which you yourself cannot explain, that which common sense cannot explain, that which medicine cannot explain, that which law cannot explain, that which defies even your own logic, my God, in this second half of the year, is going to give you such a miracle. In the name of Jesus. So this man believed in miracle. So for you to, to see a miracle, you must believe in miracle. You see, miracle still happens. God, the very existence of God is a miracle. When we say Trinity, we are actually defining miracle because how can there be three in one God? Even you yourself, you are a miracle. How can we explain all the semen that exists in a man and we say that there are over a million semen in a man that can form life? So you are a miracle. So the next time you are looking for a miracle, just look at your neighbor and say, I can see a miracle. The next time you, you are looking for a miracle, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am a miracle. And I want you to believe that the, the days of miracle is not yet over. The days of miracle is not yet over. God is still in the business of doing the miraculous and you will be a victim of the miracle of God. You yourself, this second half of the year, you are going to witness the miraculous in the name of Jesus. I have seen God do it wonderful miracle. You know, I use the kingdom do it because it's the only thing that is beyond just doing, it's beyond the do. That's why I try to use do a miracle. I have seen in my life, I have seen him making way where there seems to be no way. You know, for us as a church, when we looked at the building project we started, for about 10 years, we approached different banks to, to borrow us money. The last bank we approached, we, we went with even, I went with my property document. One of our first pastors also went with his own property document. We met all the criteria. We submitted all the, all the things that they asked to be submitted, all right? And uh, we asked them, please give us a loan. We want to buy a property. All of them, in fact, for about three months, we kept, we went, we, we kept moving from here. So between here and the bank that wanted to borrow us money, they kept, they all turned us down. Then COVID-19 came. Even churches cannot meet. During that time, the, the income of most churches plummeted. They said churches cannot gather normally. But I remember during COVID-19, one of those days I was just moving. God, what, what do you have in store for us? To cut the long story short, instead of going down, during COVID-19, when everything was normal, we did not see money. During COVID-19, we were able to raise several millions of Naira as a church that delivered that project. Debt-free. No borrowing anywhere. No borrowing anywhere. Not 50 copper was borrowed from a bank. The, that property is almost 20 million Naira. Not 50 copper was borrowed from a bank. 
I am talking about the God of miracle. You see, God got, we got to the point where human effort has failed. In fact, the circumstances said this is not the right time. That was when God showed up. In this month of July, my God is showing up for you. In this month of July, my God is showing up for you. In this second half of the year, lift up your hands. I said, God will show up for you in miraculous ways in the name of Jesus. Let your amen catch fire. The second step is they look beyond their present circumstances. So for you, you say, look beyond your present circumstances. I said to you, look beyond your present circumstances. You see, when we talk about looking, looking is different from seeing. Everybody sees, but not everybody looks. Look means you have a focal point. To look means there's an object of focus. See, for so many years, they were looking at their condition because anytime they want to get a job, they will remember that they had leprosy. Anytime they want to go back to their family, leprosy will remember, will remind them that I am still here. Anytime they want to move forward, that circumstances will remind them that you cannot go beyond this point because of this disadvantage situation. Anytime they try to do something good, that situation magnified itself in their life, so it became their object of focus. It defines how far they could go. It defines where they could live. It defines what they could do. Listen to me, children of God. You see, there comes a time in your life there are situations that say to you, this is how far you can go. Maybe your certificate, maybe your educational background, maybe because of the family you came from, maybe even because your environment. It tells you, you see, you have passed the age of productivity. You cannot get married now. You cannot have a child now. You have passed the age of having, experiencing true love. You have lost this first job. You've lost the second job. Nobody can employ you. You see, there are circumstances that wants to just magnify itself and say, everywhere you turn, what you should see is impossibility. But let me say something to you. You see, as long as you keep looking at that circumstances, you will not see the glory of God. You see, you cannot look up and look down at the same time. You have to choose the object of your focus. Listen to me. These men, they until they change their object of focus, which was leprosy, they could not experience the power of God. So on this particular day, they said to themselves, we have been pitting ourselves for so long. We've been looking at these circumstances for so long. Why don't we change our gaze? So they began to look up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of their faith. Listen to me, children of God. You see, the fact is you have a problem. The fact is there is a trouble. The fact is you are going through turbulent time. The fact is there are trouble around you. The fact is things are not the way it used to be. But let me say something to you. There is something that is bigger and greater than the fact. And that is the truth of God's word. Because the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. It is not the fact that will set you free. It is the truth of God's word. Hallelujah. And do you know what the truth is? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So the fact is, I don't have money this morning, but the truth is, the Lord will provide for you. The fact is, things are so hard, but you wake up in the morning, and you declare the truth of God's word, and you lift your voice and say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pasture. He leadeth me 
beside the still water. He restored my soul. Yeah, though they are traveling in Nigeria and they are being kidnapped. Yeah, though they are being harassed on the road. But you say, yeah, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Hallelujah, somebody. Declare the truth of God's word. Let the truth swallow the facts. The fact was that they were lepers. But the truth is that they believe that they can change level. And so when you believe the truth, you have entered the realm of possibility. When you believe the truth, you have entered the realm of the miraculous. Because miracle exists in the realm of the truth, not in the realm of the facts. So you have to carry the doctor's report. And say, doctor said, I can't have a child. You see, but the truth is, with God, all things are possible. They said that this... This sickness or this disease is incurable. But the truth is, Jehovah Rapha is still on the throne. He is still my healer. And he will heal me. Because you see, you did come to Jesus just to experience salvation. The Bible says, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. That is the truth of God's word. Before that problem came, he has already made a solution for you. He has made a way of escape. That is in his word. So look into the word of God and declare the truth of God's word. They, 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 they look beyond it. This month of July, it is time to look up to God. Men will always be men, but God will always be God. In the realm of men, you can be disappointed. But God will never disappoint you. The man may forsake you. But he, God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You see, to operate in that land, you have to learn to look up to God. In this season, it's time to look up. David, you know, when things were so hard for David, he had tried everything. He had, he had done all he knew how to do. But he got to the point, he said, I will lift up my hand unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. Not from man, but from God. In this month of July, the help of God is coming to you. In this month of July, the help of God is coming to you. In this second half of the year, the help of God is coming to you in the name of Jesus. Lift up your right hand as I receive the help of God. I will not be stranded. I receive the help of God. I will not be stranded in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, yes, Lord. The top thing was that they exalted the name of Jesus. They exalted the name of Jesus. You see, in Luke chapter 17, verse 13 says, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. I don't know whether you have been there before. I think when People go to medical school. One of the things they learn is, to, is bad writing. I think most doctors also learn to write very bad. In order to really tell you that there's a problem. I am yet to come across a doctor with a cursive writing. It's like, you know, when doctors are writing, even when you see they are writing, you know that there's a problem. Have you ever carried a, a, a report as an educated person and you, you yourself don't know what it says? They will write the thing, write the thing. So, you know, by the time they write it, you yourself know that this one is a letter that shows there is a problem. 
This one shows there's a real problem. And they will not even, maybe it's just stomach ache. They will go and look for a problematic name to even give the problem. Instead of them to call it stomach ache, they will call it one gynecological, stomachological, or contentually constipated. They will want you to see the name by the time you put it, all, all the problem there. There are names that try to intimidate us. There are names of diseases and sickness that they have put in place to intimidate us. Just like when the man hears that you, have, you are a leper, you have leprosy, that man begins to wee-wee because he knows that it's like a death sentence. But the truth of the matter is, if it has a name, it has a solution. If it has a name, it has a solution. Because Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 says, Wherefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Do you know what they did? Instead of shouting unclean, instead of shouting leprosy, they changed the way they talk. And what were they shouting Jesus what were they shouting Jesus for a lot of years they were shouting unclean they were shouting leprosy but on this particular day they changed what they were saying and they began to shout Jesus they began to shout Jesus the name above every name the name that is above cancer the name that is above fibroid the name that is above disease the name that is above poverty the name that is above death the name of resurrection the name of life the name that is a game changer Somebody shout! Shout it aloud! When the name of Jesus enters into the equation, miracle has started. When the name of Jesus enters the equation, the result will favor you. It doesn't matter how many times you have failed. When you insert the name of Jesus in that failure, success is guaranteed because Jesus never fails. Jesus never disappoints. Jesus is never unfaithful. Jesus is a mighty warrior. The lion of the tribe of Judah is the undefeated everywhere champion of the whole wide world. Hallelujah somebody. Shout it again. No one shout Jesus and remain defeated. Unless that is not, you are not shouting it. They shout Jesus. They shouted Jesus. And he looked at them and said, no, your solution has come. Today, for all those who are shouting that name, in faith. For all those who have faith in him, I also see to, says for you, I prophesy to you, an end has come to that trouble. An end has come to that challenge. It's a new season of celebration for you. It's a season of joy for you. It's a season of victory for you. Are you ready to shout that name one more time? Are you ready to shout that name one more time? Are you ready to shout that name? Screaming right now! Jesus! Hallelujah! That is the name that I respect. In heaven, in hell, it has honor. When you shout Jesus, you can never remain defeated. You see, the problem is that we are not shouting Jesus enough. The problem is that we've lost faith in that name. The problem sometimes is that we've equalized that name with every other name. Is the highest of all the names of God. Is the name above every name. This month of July, that name is answering for you. That name is answering for you. Say with me, it's answering for me. The fourth step 
they took. How many steps do we have right now? Three. What's the first step again? The first one is what? Believe in miracles. The second one? Look beyond your circumstances. The third one is what? Exalt the name of Jesus. The fourth one is take the steps of faith. Take the steps of faith. You know, Jesus said to them in verse 12, said, as he entered the village, there met him 10 lepers, verse 13, and said, crying out, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. They cried out before Jesus stopped. If they had kept quiet, nothing would have changed. You see, the problem is that we complain enough and we pray little. We complain about Nigeria. We complain about marriage. We complain, you know, we complain about so many things and um, we pray little. It's amazing that people can spend hours waiting for a human being called doctor and they only want to spend a few minutes waiting before the Lord. You, it's amazing that we spend hours believing in the prescription and the diagnosis of a doctor and we spend few minutes in the word to believe in what God says to us. You see, the, if you truly desire a miracle, if you truly want to see a change, your responsibility, you have to play that part yourself. You see, any, 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 any faith that plays the total responsibility on God is a foolish faith. You have to play your part for God to play his part. You have a role to play in birthing a miracle. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In Psalm 86 verse 7, it says, in the day of trouble, I will call upon thee, for thou will answer me. The, there's no way the Bible says you will not go through trouble. But the truth of the matter is that in the day of trouble, when you begin to call upon the Lord, he will answer you. You see, you cannot be going through difficult season and you are still sleeping the way you are sleeping. You are not yet serious. Until, until the matters of your life matters to you, God cannot take you serious. You see, I have seen people say, I'm going through difficult challenges, but yet they cannot pay the extra price on their meals. They cannot wake up to pray. They cannot fast. They say, my stomach you will be doing me yori, 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 yori. You say you are in debt and you are hiding fat. You say you are in debt and you are still drawing fat. You are not yet in debt. When they read debt, come it will even swallow your fatness. But let me say something to you. When you see, the, the Bible says that in the day of trouble, I will call. I will call. If truly you want a miracle, you have a price to pray. You have to pray more. You have to study more. You have to be in the world. There is nothing called free meal. Even though it comes to you free, somebody paid for it. Everything requires and has a price tag to it. You may not know what the price is, but there's a price to every miracle. And you see, most of us are not praying enough. You see people just praying for 15 minutes. Even when the doctor gives you a dog, drug for your sickness. Let me say this to you. We don't only bless our food, we should learn to bless the drug too. Because there are some drugs that could have worked, but because there is a spirit of infirmity there, you take the right drug, but the result will still not come out. But you see, I have seen people having time to bless their food. The, you should not only bless food. Anything that goes into your mouth, or even though they want to give you the injection, you say, doctor, please let me pray on that injection right now. Because haven't you seen injection that, that is for this, and it comes out with that. I have seen people who could not walk again after an injection. I have seen somebody who 
will not stand again after an injection. Injection gone wrong. But if that man had prayed on that injection, you see, that thing will not have turned out the way it turned out. So let me say something to you today. Before you take any drug, you bless that drug and say you will not go wrong in my body. You will fulfill your purpose in my body. You will walk well in my body. This drug I'm taking right now, I bless you. You will, you will do better than I even expect. And you take it by faith. Do you know something? Every faith requires a responsible person to put it to work. Let's get to the work. Let's pay the price. Let's pay the price. There is a price to pay for a miracle. I share with you. I remember during that year of the, the, the crisis during Jonathan era of the first subsidy. Um, the people were, were fighting and they were rioting at Jonathan that there was the, and there was chaos everywhere. And you know, I just took out time and to wait upon the Lord because like my own is more than first subsidy. My, I, we were living in one room over across the road. Things were so hard. We cannot even open the window because when you open the window, the window was facing the, the church building at that time. You know, our children were there. One of my friends was my close friend. You know, he disassociated with himself with me the day he came to my house because he never believed that I would be living in such a place because he thought I was a bigger boy out there. So from that day, he, had, he, he told me verbatim that I think we need to just take it easy for some time, you know. When people come to your house and after the time, they, they defend you, they unlike you. You should know that, no, you are really, really in serious trouble. So I told my wife, I listened to a message from a man of God. He said he, he, he was looking for a job for a long time. He had graduated from the University of Enugu and he did not get a job. And every time he was getting a job, he was losing it. So he said something that I'm going to get another job but I'm going to pray my way into that from that job I will move from one glory to another not the same level so he said he will pray and fast until God answered him so he called it indefinite fasting and prayer until his level changed so you know I said to you I love mathematics so I said to myself I told my wife you see we are struggling right now no food at home things are so hard let why don't we do what this we just heard in this message so we said let us also fast and pray until something changed so we also began to fast and pray every night when I come back from work, I'm so fucked out. I'm, 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 I'm you see, I, I'm so tired. I, I, every, my, the fiber of my bone just want to go to bed to sleep. But I will tell my wife, we have to pray for one hour. We were fasting to 3 p.m. every day. Day one, we fasted. Day two, we fasted. Day 10, we fasted. Nothing changed. Day 20, we fasted. Nothing day. Day 30, we fasted. Nothing changed. Day 40, we fasted. Nothing day. 41, 51. I think it was around between 51, the 55th or the 66th day. I was there. We were praying that night. And the Lord just gave me an idea. By that idea, he says, send a mail to these people. Put, this is what you should put in the mail. To cut the long story short, huh? beloved, I sent that mail and that was the end of that poverty in my life. It's been over 12 years ago because that mail ushered me to a new level of breakthrough. But you see, I had to pay the price of changing my diet so that I can enter into my next level. You see, something has to change about your prayer life. Something has to You cannot be eating like this and expect a different result. If you keep eating the way you ate in the first half of the year, this second half of the year, you will only have that same result. The in computer is called giggle. Garbage in, garbage out. You see, you have to alter something about the input before the output change. You have to alter something about your lifestyle, about your behavioral pattern in the realm of the spiritual before you can see a new level of result. If 
truly you will desire us of a new level, then it is time to have a place with God where you labor, you labor there, you cry unto God in your desperation. The Bible says the ears of God are open to those who call upon him. The Bible said Jesus entered into the garden of Gethsemane. He prayed until his sweat turned to blood. If you are not yet sweating in the place of prayer, I don't believe you have prayed enough. Somebody get desperate. If at age 40 you are here to buy a land, something is not right. If you are age 50, you have not laid a foundation, you don't have a car, something is not right. You see, I'm not abusing you, but if you don't, if you, whatever you celebrate, we only appreciate. If you celebrate poverty, it's only appreciating value in your life. So you have to tell yourself, this is not normal. Something has to change. I'm tired of walking. Until you say you are tired, poverty cannot be tired of you. In fact, poverty will be your best friend. You, you see, or, or, at that level when I was praying, you see, I, I just have to tell myself, I am tired. I am tired of this level. Something has to change. There is nothing called too old in the realm of the spirit. What matters is whether you have hunger for it or not. There is nothing called, God does not see age, so whether you are 80 or 85, whether you are 17 or 20, all that matters is that you can experience a change when you become desperate. When you become what? Desperate. To birth a miracle, you need fresh hunger for God. I see God giving you that hunger. I said, I see God giving you that hunger. I said, I see God giving you that hunger. You need to take that step of faith. You need to take that step of faith. There was a season in my life that became my second name. If you call my name, the next thing you call is, will be death. Everywhere was death. There was nothing I touched that did not turn to death. In fact, it was so bad that somebody came from abroad to help me and gave me some things to sell. I, the, the thing too turned to death. I did, I even got a contract from one of the oil companies to build ICT center for about two, uni no, one university, about two secondary schools in Nigeria. In, um, um, this Delta State University, the ICT Center, I built it. You see, I, it, 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 I, I equipped that ICT Center. I went to Emirate Girls High School, did it. The Keja High School, whether the one at the Keja here. Yeah. See, you thought that maybe that thing will have turned me to a millionaire. I still came out of it more debt, full of more debts. Even with all this multi-million Naira contract. You see, I still did it, and I, I'm telling you, I cannot say that I bought one shoe from that contract. Because, you see, there was a higher power. All same things. After that contract, when I entered into modern, nobody told me that now it's time for something to change. I took our time to go and pray. I cannot continue like this. Something has to change. Lord has to bring in. Because there are some situations that you wear as a garment that just want to become your identity. Barrenness may want to be your identity. Poverty may want to be your identity. Lack may want to be your identity. But any garment that is not of God, I see the fire of God setting them ablaze in the name of Jesus. I say any evil garment that the enemy has placed on you to become your identity. The fire of God today is consuming them in the name of Jesus. It will be consumed by fire. But you have to pay your price. And that is the first step of faith. You see, when you begin to pray, what you are doing is that you are, express, you are, express, you are expressing your hope in God. Prayer Calling upon God is a direct expression of your hope. And let me tell you what hope represents, in case you don't know. There, without hope, 
faith becomes useless. You, the first step to making your faith work is to express your hope in God. Now, what is hope? You see, let me, I, I, let me use something for you. In building, there is something called the architectural design. You see, when you see the architectural design, you don't see block. When you see the architectural design, you don't see cement. When you see the architectural design, you don't see labor. People don't go and walk. You don't see people walking. All you will see will be lines. The lines will be drawn. Four corner lines, in between lines, different lines, and they will be marking it with different figures. Do you know something? And when the architect finished the, 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 the designing the architectural design, the building engineer looks at it. Then he knows where to start work. So you see, the boundary of that house has been defined by that architectural design. So the lines, so the, the engineer comes and tell the artisans, the bricklayers, put block here, put block here. The blocker is not permitted to go outside one inch outside of what has been specified in that architectural design. Listen to me, your hope is that architectural design. Without that architectural design, there is nowhere for the, God does not know where to put the block. You see, so your hope defines the boundary of your faith. So if you are expecting something from God, you have to first design your own architectural design. This is what I want. This is how I want it. Then the angels of God and God himself knows that, yes, this man is serious. So the blocks have to come in. The cement has to come in, which is now your faith. So you see, you want God to do something for you, but you are not expressing your hope. You are, you are talking failure and you want God to make you succeed. You are talking defeat and you want to have victory. You are talking, you are talking poverty and you want to express prosperity. No, your hope has to be expressed. David said, my hope shall rejoice in the salvation of God. You see, I have not seen it, but the Bible defines hope as a substance of things. Substance of things. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. So you have to put substance to what you are believing God for by defining it to your hope. So you wake up and say, in the name of Jesus, this is getting better for me. That is hope. You look at it, they said, no, nothing can happen. He said, no, something will happen. You, they look, you look at yourself and say, no, I see my bank account being filled. That is hope. When you begin to make those confessions of faith, what are you expressing? You are expressing your hope in the Lord. And the Bible says, the expectation of the righteous shall not be caught short. I see God coming through for you. Oh, I said, I see God coming through for you. Oh, hallelujah. The last but not the least, the third thing they did is they expressed their gratitude. They expressed their gratitude. They expressed their gratitude. So you see in the same Luke chapter 17, the same Luke chapter 17, verse 17, Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Where are the other nine? So I thought I healed ten. Where are the remaining nine? Listen to me, children of God. Ungratefulness never goes unnoticed before God. It's amazing that when Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priest, he knew their numbers. They did not know that they, he knew their numbers. So when things began to change, only one came back and Jesus said, where are the nine? So, gratitude stands you out in life. 
A grateful man is a man that stands out before God. Ingratitude never go on, goes unnoticed before God. You, you have taken it for granted. Do you know how bad it is sometimes? If we ask some of us for six months, 100, over 180 days perhaps have passed, all right, that's average of six months, all right. Now, we ask some of us to name 10 things God has done for us. Some of us can, will struggle with it. Because you see, you don't have a gratitude journal. You see, the moment you struggle hard to even mention 10 things that God has done for you in over 90 days, there's a problem with your gratitude life. There is a problem with how you are living your life. Because you see, every ingratitude never goes unnoticed before the Lord. Now, the only one who came back to say thank you was the one who received more from God. See, each time you give thanks to God, what you are doing rhetorically is that you are making yourself qualified for more of God. The last time we heard of the nine was the last time they had a problem. But the one more continued. You see, the other one were okay going towards the priest. But the other man, remember that I will celebrate the healer, not just the healing. I will celebrate the deliverer, not just the deliverer. Most of us celebrate healing and we forget about the healer. We celebrate deliverance and we forget about the deliverer. We celebrate prosperity and we forget about the provider. So we are looking for what more God will do and we fail to acknowledge the one he has done or is doing. So we have entered into a new one right now, looking forward to new things, but whilst we are forgotten the one he did in the past. The moment you forget, he said, my soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear and be glad. He said, forget not all his benefit. It is very easy to forget. It is very, very easy to forget. You have to fight that thing in our lives. And what should you do differently? On a daily basis, get a gratitude journal. Get a note where you write down the things God has done for you. You should never, ever struggle to recount the goodness of God. The moment you struggle with gratitude, you begin to struggle in life. Because you see, ingratitude closes the door for the next move of God. Gratitude opens you up for the next move of God in your life. Gratitude opens you up for the next miracle, for the next breakthrough. That one that came back, Jesus looked at him and said, go, your faith has made him move. He received an extra word that the others never received. In this month of July, I see you receiving more. In this second half of the year, I see you receiving more. What is it? Your miracle? A lifestyle of gratitude ushers you into the miraculous. I see you now entering into a season where you begin to daily celebrate God. You see, you may not be where you want to be, but be grateful that you are not where you used to be. You see, you may not have what you want, but thank God for what he has provided. Things are not the way it used to be. So you have to look back that today, your salary is not sufficient, but there was a time you don't have any salary at all. Today, you have to even say, my child is giving me a problem, but there was a child that having a child it was your problem. You have to remember there was a time, your marriage is not the best marriage right now, but there was a time that getting someone to marry was a problem for you. So whilst you are not okay with what you are experiencing, thank God for the victory of yesterday. 
Do you know what happened? The victory of yesterday become your strength for tomorrow. The victory of yesterday, as you celebrate the victory of yesterday, it becomes your energy. It energizes you to face the, the challenges of tomorrow. That is why I love that song. Because it leaves. I can face tomorrow because I know he holds my future. I don't hold my future. He holds it and is taking care of me. Put your hands together. Stand to your feet with me. Say, Lord, I thank you for a miracle. Thank you because you are giving me a miracle this season. Thank you because you are giving me a miracle. Now, everywhere you are, wherever you are this morning, I want you to lift up your voices and celebrate the God of miracle, first and foremost. Celebrate the God of miracle. Say, God of miracle, I celebrate you this morning. I celebrate you, Lord, because you are the God of miracle. I celebrate you, Father, because you are the God of miracle. Lord, somebody lift up your voice and celebrate the God of miracles in your life. Celebrate the God of miracles in your life. He's a miracle walking God. He's a faithful God. He's a, an unfailing God. He's a God who's Love is from everlasting to everlasting, whose dominion never comes to an end. Lift up your voices everywhere you are and celebrate the wonder working God, the God of miracles. Oh, lift up your voice and thank Him because He's the God of miracles. He's the God of miracles. He's the God of miracles. He's a miracle working God. He's a miracle working God. He's a miracle working God. Lift up your voices everywhere and just celebrate this God of miracles. Father, we celebrate you because you are the God of miracles. We celebrate you this morning because you are the faithful God. You are the unfailing God. We celebrate your faithfulness in our lives. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord who doeth wonderful things. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, right now, everywhere you are, I want to lift up your voice and celebrate the victories of the past six months. Now, recount the goodness of God. Refuse to just move on. Refuse to be unmindful of what God has done. Let I want you to lift up your voices from the depth of your heart and just celebrate God in your life. Dare to stand out. Dare to be different from the rest right now. Dare to remember what he has done for you even before 2022 and from January till today. Dare to be grateful for all the things he has done for you. Forget about the current challenges. Forget about the current problem and begin to celebrate the God that has brought you this far. Celebrate the God that has brought you this far. He has brought you from your childhood to this very moment. Satan cannot destroy you. This condition cannot destroy you. This is not your hand. God has not forgotten you. God is still with you. So celebrate God this morning. Celebrate the wonder-working God. Celebrate the faithful God. Celebrate the resurrection and the life. Celebrate God this morning. He is a God of miracles. Why don't you celebrate God this morning? Celebrate God. Celebrate God today. Somebody celebrate God. Celebrate God. Celebrate the victories of the past. Celebrate the healings of the past. Celebrate the help you have received in time past. Celebrate his deliverance in your life. Celebrate the way making God. How he has made a way. Celebrate the overjira. The one who provided for you. Celebrate the one who protects you. Celebrate the one who is your strength. Who is being your God through the thick and the thin. Celebrate all that you have gone through and you are still standing. Some of you, nobody can imagine what you have survived. 
Nobody can imagine what you have gone through. Nobody can imagine what you have been through. Nobody can imagine how, what, what, what was the wonderful and the things that you have gone through. Why not celebrate the help of God that has brought you this far? Aha. Thank you, Lord. Celebrate God this morning in your life. Celebrate God. Be that one man who is standing out from the crowd today. Be that person who is standing out before God today. Be that one person. Be that one person. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Celebrate him in your life. Recount his goodness. Because he lives, I confess tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I go. Maybe you have a result that is so scary right now. Maybe you have received a news that has brought sorrow. My sister, what I can say to you is this. My God is still in the business of miracles. He has not retired yet. He has not retired yet. You know, we are going to pray for the mercy of God right now. There is nowhere in the Bible people call on God to have mercy that he never answered them. So even the lepers, when they called for mercy, he answered. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know the area of your life you need a miracle. I don't know how deep you are in debt. I don't know even, when, even if they are told you that this sickness is incurable. But on, one thing I can tell you, my God is still in the business of miracles. And you deserve a miracle today. You deserve a miracle today. So everywhere... For as many of God that need the touch of God. If you are sick in your body, I want you to touch that place right now. If you are believing God for a miracle in an area you cannot touch. Now wherever you are, all I want you to say, Lord have mercy. In this area of my life, give me a miracle. I want to just say, Father God, have mercy. 
Jesus, have mercy in this area concerning these challenges of my life, concerning this situation. I have come before the throne of grace. Show me your mercy. Have mercy. This is a prayer I want to pray from the depth of your heart. Can you call upon God right now? Can you pray from the depth of your heart right now? You need a miracle. You deserve a miracle. God is giving you a miracle today. God is giving you a miracle today. If only we can believe. If only you can believe. If only you can believe. If only you can believe, all things are possible. So cry unto God. Oh God, I need a miracle. I need a miracle. Show me your mercy in the name of Jesus. Give me a miracle. Concerning this situation, give me a miracle. If you can believe, God will give you a miracle. If only you can believe, God will give you a miracle. If only you can believe, God will give you a miracle. I came here this morning knowing fully well in my heart that God is going to give someone a miracle. Yes. I may not know your name, I may not know your condition. But the one that knows it all is going to give you a miracle right now. Yeah. I'm a miracle. No one could know. Even the no, no doctors could have brought me back from the grave when I died. But my mother dared to believe God that she would not bury her child. So instead of taking me to where I was supposed to be buried, she drove me to church. And for hours, they prayed that God will bring me back to life. And yet I am. What can't you do? What can't you do? Nothing is possible. Nothing is impossible. Sing that song for me. What can't you do? What can't you do? Nothing impossible with our power. You do not lie, you do not fail. What is there for you to do? It doesn't exist. It can never ever exist. You do not lie, you do not fail. Why 
preaching a professor can preach if all that makes us a christian is just to shout hallelujah people shout in the club but the miraculous is what sets us apart what makes the name of jesus different from a lecture is that when we call upon that name he answers when they are singing this song again this song is for somebody because god is changing that report I said, God is changing that report. God is changing that report. You came here this morning because you have not listened to a lecture. You are listening to the word of the king. And where the word of the king is, there is power. There is authority. God is changing that report today. He's changing that report today. As they sing this song again, just pour your heart to God. He's giving you a miracle. I, I'm telling you someone, today you are receiving a miracle. If only you can believe. Can we sing that song one more time? You do not you Just do pray. I'm crying out to him. God is for you to do. He doesn't as he He can never ever as he you do not lie, you do not fail. What is that for you to do? He doesn't exist. No. He can never ever exist. No. Come to God right now, put your hands.
Father, you are still in the business of doing the miraculous. Listen. You called me, Lord. You said, go and give them the wings. They will fly. They will arise. And they will move on. Today, I stand on the authority of your commission for my life. For everyone that needs a miracle, whatever may be the nature of the miracle that your people need right now, regardless of the condition of the report, regardless of the nature of the sickness or the disease, or the challenges or the trouble, my Father, my God, I join my faith and I stand under the authority of your word today. On top of the authority of your word do I stand. On your word do I stand. Say concerning these ones, receive your miracle now in the name of Jesus. Amen. My father, show mercy afresh. Let the rain of your mercy fall upon all your children everywhere. That long for a miracle touch of yours. In accordance to the multitude of your mercy. Lord give them a miracle today. Not because of our righteousness. But in the abundance of your compassion. And your mercy. For it's not in your desire to see any of your children suffer. So Lord I ask. Give your children a miracle right now. Receive your miracle healing right now. Receive your miracle healing right now. Amen. Every healing that I've held you bound, every sickness that I held you bound, that no matter the nature of the name of that sickness, I speak to you sickness, I speak to you disease, in the name of Jesus, come out of their lives right now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Receive healing right now, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive healing right now, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever is called incurable, whatever wants to serve as a source of devourer, taking finances away from you, today, in the name of Jesus, Amen. you are delivered! Amen. You are delivered! Amen. In the name of Jesus! Amen. Every bad news that you have received, in the name of him who turned water to wine, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, such bad news, such evil news are reversed to good news now. Amen. They turn to good news now. Amen. That report now is evil report is nullified. Amen. Evil report is nullified. Amen. Receive your good news right now. Amen. Receive your good news right now. Amen. Receive your good news right now. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You have been turned down several times. Go back. You will no longer be turned down. Amen. You will no longer be turned down. Amen. Where you have been rejected, now you will be accepted. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 
I speak to everyone going through financial struggle, anyone in debt, the one who provided, who is named is Jehovah Jireh. Even in the wilderness, he provided manna. Receive miracle provision. Amen. Receive miracle provision. Amen. Receive miracle provision. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Anyone who is of marriageable age, but it's like your marital destiny has been shattered. Today, let there be restoration Amen. for you. I said, let there be restoration for you. Amen. I speak to anyone in the condition of Anna. Receive your own miracle child. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now I speak to the second half of 2022. It's just season to experience a miraculous God. Amen. It's your season for miracles. Amen. It's your season of miracles. It's your season of miracles. It's your season of miracles. Receive your miracles. Receive your miracles. Receive your miracles. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I thank you. We return the glory to you. Amen. Somebody lift your voice and just thank God for the miracles. Thank God for the miracles that are taking place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for every miracle. Thank you for every miracle. Thank you for every miracle. It's happening right now. Do whatever you cannot do before. Check your body right now. Healing has taken place. Healing is taking place. Healing has taken place. You are receiving good news. There is a turnaround season that has come for the better. We give you praise, Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. All eyes bowed, all eyes closed. When that man came to Jesus, Jesus said to him, Go and sin no more. In other words, there are afflictions that answers to sin. There are afflictions that answers to sin. The only thing I know that can rob you of the miracles that God has given to you is sin. Well, right now, wherever you are, if you know that you are not born again, you used to be a Christian, but you are vaccinated. You have joined wrong association. You've joined the wrong cult. You've joined the wrong gangs. But God wants to bring you out today because he has 